The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You may actually listen to this on Thanksgiving. It's possible, I suppose, depending on uh, what time you get it, because unlike every usual Thanksgiving, there are only two games this year, which means less uh, less recap time, earlier recap time, and it didn't matter for Ryan Wilson. He still got just as drunk when it came to the recap show. Uh, John Breach, probably been drunk since Wednesday. No oh, way well, that's, well, Brent, that's funny you said that because I was going to say, since we're so early, you're actually going to remember recording this Thanksgiving podcast. I think we're like 0 for 3 right now. Uh, so all of us, you know, there's no breathalyzer here. That's the important thing. We're, we're healthy enough to podcast. I have rated... Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, which I guess you could do for the show if you want, Breach has a Christmas tree. Ryan's going to be sipping a big glass of wine. I am literally podcasting from my parents' basement. A dream, a dream come true for someone who was once a senior NFL blogger at CBS Sports. I, I hope uh, you get a bunch of tweets that say, go back to your mom's basement. Remember that was the blogging thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In his that's mom's it. basement. You become full circle. I am actually in my parents' basement. Uh, this is my, um, it doesn't look as very officey behind me, but um, that's because my I'm gonna have to work on my dad's backdrop. I guess it looks pretty obviously. It looks like a man who actually is doing stuff. It's not a fake backdrop where you know clearly nothing's going on back there. You know, it's gonna be. He's, crazy. It's a very it's, organized office. He would be ashamed if he saw my office. But I have rated my father's. When this when this podcast gets the highest YouTube viewings ever, uh, the higher ups are like, Prince, you got to do uh, every YouTube video from your parents' basement." I would love to move back to my parents' house. So Breach had to interrupt you to make that stupid point. Okay, duly noted. a great point. I've rated my dad's Maker's Mark uh, private barrel, Maker's Mark Select, and I will be sipping on some delicious whiskey as we recap the Washington-Dallas blowout. You are the walking embodiment of white privilege. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I will say this. I will say this. I Ryan was uh, joking before the show about how little – about how – Difficult it was to catch all of the football with uh, <laughs> the 12 and 15 people he illegally has at his house currently. Um, you know what happened to me today? Uh, you got pulled over. Uh, close in what the happened? sense that it relates to a car, but not no you, arrest. You ran out of gas. That's something you would definitely uh, do. That's close too, but not not quite there. You didn't run over anyone or anyone didn't run over you. No, that's, right. I wouldn't tell you. I wanted to be something serious. Flat tire on I-40. I was going to say you changed the tire, but Wilson kept talking. Yeah. Did, you killed a man. Wait a second. Did you change the tire, though? My brother and I changed the tire on the well, side. Well, changed of, it, though? You or yeah. your brother? We both it's did. A one, I, it's a one-man job. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a one-man job. <laughs> right. You both didn't change it. It is. It is. You can do it as a one-man job. It's easier with two, though. <laughs> okay. What did you do? Breach is asking the question. I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I worked like, at what's, what like percent of years. the changing? Like, is it tw- 90 to 10 or like 40? <laughs> I would 60? say, I would say that my brother wanted, he wanted about 70, 30 for him. And it ended up being about 80, 20 for me. So, okay. 
you realize you have a flat tire because it sounds funny or the, the car's not driving straight or whatever, right? Yeah. Are you going like 70 or 75 or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Full speed so on the highway. So, so it's going, bah, 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 bah. And Charlie, and I, Charlie and I are putting in a DraftKings lineup for this. We're like, going to split one. Of course. God forbid you'd be driving a car. <laughs> no, he was doing the draft. I'm driving. He's doing, we're just talking about it. So you, get out, you, you get out, you realize it's a flat tire. Who, who takes the next first active step? Uh, we both did. I went around to check the tire to see if we could find a nail. And my brother had the, I, he, he was, he was active. He was all over it. He was, um, so had he, the, uh, he had the, uh, what's it called? He was just, he's just ripping open my, the trunk of our car and like looking for whatever the, the thing was. And he went and got the, uh, was a tandem up. effort. All right. Sounds like maybe it was. You did work at a gas station, Gomer Paul. You did say that. So, yeah. And, uh, and so then we, we now, my, and the worst part is a brand new tire. Tire's like less than a month old. And can you get uh, it patched? No. So we went and we, we, we put on the, the donut, the spare donut. You can't drive. I mean, I'm not driving my entire family to High Point with a donut on it. That's By big. the way, quickly to interrupt you, this I, I make it fun of you, but I once put on the spare donut backwards, and and the uh, AAA guy came and said, "Uh, yeah, you can't do that." Nice try. You brought you called the AAA guy after you changed the tire. This was 15 years ago, but it, I would have called him last week if I'm being honest about it. Yeah, I just wanted to double check. I think, or maybe I, I I called him and I said, "Let me see if I can figure this out." And in the 30 minutes, I, I figured it out to put it on backwards. But anyway, go ahead. So. Um, so we put the donut on and we go to the next exit to try and find there's a Toyota dealership there. We're seeing maybe they can, you know, fix the tire. They're closed. We're calling all these tire stores. Everyone's closed. We finally, I call AAA. Hey, I got this situation. She was like, well, that's great. We don't fix tires. We can change a tire for you. I was like, I already changed the tire, ma'am. What do uh, you want? I wanted somebody to come fix the tire, bring a new tire or something. Like I didn't want to drive on the donut. Gotcha. Uh, eventually we find a off the radar tire store that is open and they are kind enough to give us a used tire. Yeah. yeah. 45 bucks or something like that. We swap it out. We get it our way. Uh, by the time we got here, I think it was the fourth quarter of the lions game. So my recap of that will probably be shorter than my tire story, but that's, that's how my Thanksgiving started, but we made it from Raleigh to high point in four hours with a flat tire. That's not terrible. 45 bucks isn't bad either. No. And it's a nice tire. Yeah. My right. wife's car, she ain't getting a new tire. I'm surprised at anybody. He's running over curbs left and right, dinking and dunking all over this place. Dinkin Wait, so you bought a black market tire that was probably made by children in an orphanage on Thanksgiving? It's not a black market tire. I mean, you said it was off off the radar, uh, and it's open it's on it's Thanksgiving? A, it's a tire shop. It's off the radar? I wouldn't call it a Firestone bridge. I've seen like five <laughs> horror movies that start with a tire sh- shop that's off the radar. Well, we can talk about the specifics of that offline. Let's get to the games. Washington and Dallas. Antonio Gibson ran 20 times for 115 yards, caught five passes for 21 balls, and scored three rushing touchdowns, becoming the first rookie to score three touchdowns in a Thanksgiving game since, you know? Randy Moss. Did I glisten gloss floss? I did. I knew that. Randy Moss. Uh, 98 Thanksgiving against, uh, when the Vikings played the Cowboys. Brenton, did you change a tire at the 98 Thanksgiving? I would have been changing tires in 98. Yeah. I believe it. Uh, this was a, look, I don't want to simplify it, but this is an ass kicking by Washington. Uh, and this may surprise you, Ryan, to find out if this qualifies as a primetime game. Guess who showed up? Primetime Andy Dalton, Zach Martin knocked out of the game, Cameron Irving knocked out of the game, and once those two guys were gone, it was feast fest for the uh for the Washington football team. They annihilated Dallas. It 
could have been a little bit closer, I suppose. I think it was it could 27, have been much farther apart. Yeah, but it was 27-16 after a Gibson touchdown run that put him up 11. It was basically over. Then Mike McCarthy, or that was after Mike McCarthy's stupid fake punt. And then Gibson had another touchdown run on a jailbreak where Dallas's defense had just given one, up. One and then Montez uh, pick. Three picks by three thousand. I'll let Ryan go first. Yeah, one I, got, I got a rant. One clarification quickly on the fake punt. Mike McCarthy was asked about it. Quote, it was a solid play call, end quote. That's all I want to say. That's literally the stupidest answer I've ever heard, which <laughs> makes sense because this was a stupid – Matt Patricia coached today, and the worst coach in any game today was Mike McCarthy. It was embarrassing. This was one of the worst coaching performances I've seen in the NFL in the past five years. Brinton here is bashing Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was one of the three best offensive players on the field in this game. Yes, he threw a pick six when they were down 34 to 16. You're trying to make something happen, but let's go back. This game was tied 10 to 10 at one point in the second quarter. All right. Let me tell you this. The next three Washington scoring drives, uh, let's see. They were 19 yards, 15 yards and 23 yards. How do you get easy scoring drives? Well, let's see. Uh, fourth and one, fourth and inches, inches. A, a QB sneak, or maybe the, the running back you're paying a hundred million dollars to, you hand it off to him. You know, one of those two things. No, McCarthy calls for a pass six or seven yards downfield, uh, incomplete. Washington takes over on downs, ends up scoring. Next, Ezekiel Elliott on the Cowboys ensuing possession. Fumbles the ball. Hey, you know what? How about play Tony Pollard? The guy, Ezekiel has lost you two or three games this year because he's fumbling everything away. At some point, you just have to say, all right, this guy is has the dropsies. Uh, maybe we pull him, but Mike McCarthy won't do it. All right, and then the fake punt you guys already talked about. Yeah, he liked the call. That was the worst fake punt, and this includes the Indianapolis Colts fake punt where they lined up three people at the hash mark, and everyone laughed on TV and laughed at them for literally like six months. I think we're still laughing about it right now. This was worse than that because the <laughs> The game was close. It was 20 to 16. You're at your own, what, 20 yard line when they call that? It was fourth and 10. This is a fake punt that had, even if they had thrown the ball, which would have made a little bit more sense, I would have given credit. You're at your own 24 yard line in a 2016 game. You're down four points. Your offense to that point really had not been stopped all day except for the dumb fourth and one where you decided to throw it. Uh, and you call for a fake punt reverse where your guy went 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. So at that point, he has to gain 20 yards to get the first down. There's no reason to be running backwards when you already have to gain 10 yards. This was so insanely bad that the scoreboard says 41-16, and Washington was better. And, Brinson, you said a little bit earlier that the scores probably – or the game was closer probably than the score indicated, and it was. The This should have been a one-score game, except that Mike McCarthy was absolutely trash today. Okay, I'm By the way, Bri- Bri- Oh! 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 This is a man who watches the Bengals every week, and he has every right to be this angry about how terribly played that football game was. And while you're queuing things up, queue up the Andy Dalton, me, Mike, Andy Dalton, my Andy Dalton call. You have that on there? I do not. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, you want me to see? Hold on. Uh, I'm going to go with my guy, Andy Dalton. Don't try <laughs> to take my Andy Dalton hot takes. <laughs> so I, I said that. Back before the week six game, uh, Dak was hurt in week five against the Giants. Week six, Andy Dalton's coming in. I said, okay, look, this team, this is what I said to the rest of that rant. Thank God that's not on there. Maybe it is. The, the Cowboys could win nine games. Oh, ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm going to go with my guy, Andy Dalton. Don't try to take my Andy Dalton hot takes. He's going to play well tonight. The Cowboys are going to win. And you know what the inevitable conversation is going to be after that? 
okay, what are the Cowboys going to do with Dak Prescott? <laughs> oh, I, oh, did we not have the other one? The Cowboys will be 3-3 three three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. It's yeah. not a difficult path. <laughs> So there it is. That's right. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go play it again. Go ahead. We'll be three and three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I would like to note that's from Ryan, and not noted Andy Dalton Lover, right. president of his fan club. Me. That's right. Ryan, you need to record yourself in a robot voice, being like, "The Cowboys will win twelve games despite so, the loss of Dak Prescott." I'm glad I clued you into those comments, but again, that was so that was Week Six, right before the Cardinals game. They could win that game, I thought. You know, clearly they didn't. They lost that game. The next week, they got crushed by the football team again when Andy Dalton got concussed. They lost to the Eagles the week after that. They didn't beat the Steelers. And then they lost to the Vikings last week, and they lost again. And I bring this up because uh, beat yesterday. Beat the Vikings last week. Sorry, they beat the Vikings. Thank you. Thank you, Breach. Uh, so they were 3-7. and seven. If they'd won on Thursday, they would have been in first place momentarily at least. But I bring all this up because on um, Wednesday night, I was I was on HQ and talking to Akeem Dermish, and, and they were asking me, he asked me who I thought would win the, the division in the NFC East. And I had laughed because I said, I'm not – if you look at the schedule, there's every reason to believe the Cowboys – could win this division. Watch the football team who they lost to today at Baltimore, but at Cincinnati, San Francisco, Eagles, Giants. There's a chance there. Their schedule, I think, is easier than every other NFC East team, but I didn't pick them. I don't think they're they're good enough to do it, and, and not necessarily because of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, as, as Breach noted, didn't play terribly today. Mike McCarthy, as Breach also noted, was outcoached by Matt Patricia, who might be out of a job in 8 to 12 hours. So this team is not going anywhere. A great win for football team. Great win for Alex Smith. And I'll say this, by the way, are you guys, every time Alex Smith takes a sack, are you cringing? It's like, oh my God, please let this man get up. I'm sure his wife is like, why are you playing football? You've been through that, so that much. That run to the sideline late where he got tackled like almost in an awkward leg fashion. It was like, no, please. Uh, please, so please, I, please I, we had the baby napping about the second quarter of this game. And I don't react loudly to football. It's kind of like being in the press box where you're completely quiet when the baby's napping unless something crazy happens. And on the play where DeMarcus Lawrence shot through the line, I think it was a third and one, uh, and and Alex Smith just had no one. It looked like he was going to get murdered. And I go, oh, because I like that's you cringe. Like you naturally right. cringe because you're afraid that his career is going to end again. And it's just your reaction. Right. So are the – nobody's eliminated from the NFC East. The Even Cowboys. with the loss nah, – they're not eliminated. I'll say this. I know you're well, – well, uh, Here. They're, go, they're, ahead, they're, go ahead. The odds are Philadelphia plus 150, Washington plus 220, the Giants plus 325, and the Cowboys plus 550. Of course, we can all say we don't think that they will make it. And that's fine. But they are not eliminated. They're, they're, they're not. They're it's not. such Green a bad spot, thing. 3,000 still thinks the Cowboys are the best value bet here. Uh, would the Cowboys have won if Zach Martin and Cameron Irving had stayed in that game? No. The Cowboys would yes. have won if they had no coach. Yes. <laughs> that's where we're at. Oh! I love it. It's a dunk on Mike McCarthy fest. Uh, uh, look, I know you're going to say that. Well, I, I mean, I look, I live bet the living crap out of the, the, the Washington football team as soon as Zach, because Zach Martin goes down and start grabbing his knee and he was ruled out like five minutes later, which is typically a sign that it's something that is so serious that it, more, more often than not, when a player, uh, when a player is ruled out that quickly after suffering an injury on the field like that, it ends up being something that will keep him out for somewhere between the range of three to 10 weeks. Well, speculation aside, I will note this, and, and Troy Aikman brought this up during the telecast. One of Mike McCarthy's big things is not giving, uh, help to his tackles. So even though you have two backup tackles in there, no help. 
Does that make Andy Dalton a better player? Does does Zeke Elliott fumbling make Andy Dalton a better player? No. This how, team, how would you take yeah. Michael Gallup off the field, load up with tight ends, put Pollard and and uh, and Zeke back there, give Andy Dalton a one read look at at CD Lamb and Amari Cooper, and if they're not there, then dump it off to whichever back you flare out of the backfield. I mean, it's like this is not. You don't have to be some aerospace engineer lighting up the sky with offense here. Just put, like win some games, grind out some games, Mike. And, and yeah, exactly. And I, I'm telling you right now why McCarthy. I already went on my rant, but I will say this because we're talking about Zach Martin. After Zach Martin left the game, and you think it's all over, the Cowboys are done, right? Brinson's here live betting them. After Zach Martin ran out, starting with that possession to end the first half, Andy Dalton went 12 to 13 for 118 yards and a touchdown. He literally was carrying the Cowboys on his back the entire first half, and the only person <laughs> holding it, the only person holding him back was Mike McCarthy. I cannot I like, tell you how sad this is. A low point. Twelve for of thirteen for one hundred and eighteen yards. What do you want from him? That's that's. And that's when my dad said he truly loved me. <laughs> he was on fire. This is the same. Without re- Zach Martin, he had zero offensive line and went twelve of thirteen for one hundred eighteen yards and a touchdown. Look, Are you kidding I, me? I know what's happening here. This is what happens, like when your mom and your dad split, and you get a stepdad, and you want to go back to your other dad. So here's the here's the analogy, Brinson, to steal uh, Breach's analogies. So he has Andy Dalton. That's all he has. Joe Burrow's been murdered. Uh, Ryan Finley was bits for Brandon Allen. No one knew Brandon Allen was still alive. So he's like, I'm going back to Andy Dalton, even if he doesn't love me. I'm putting all my eggs in the Andy Dalton basket. Uh, and by the way, wasn't, am I crazy or was that, uh, oh, all right, breach. Let's, let's be real here on the, on the Andy Dalton thing. When Zach Martin went out, cause I just looked it up. Uh, what were the stats again? 12 of 13 for how many yards? 118 and one touchdown. All right. So let's take out the touchdown. That was a deep pass. It should have been intercepted, but the Washington defensive back fell over. His uh, it should and have been intercepted because it, it, it was a perfect throw. It was a so perfect throw. 12. Tom Brady can't make that throw. Tom Brady yep. can't make that throw. So, so 118 minus 54. That's 64 yards over the course of 12 attempts. Wow. A robust 5.3 passing yards per attempt for Andy Dalton. Congratulations, you cherry-picking, sad, desperate man who is in love with one guy with a broken leg and another guy with a broken primetime soul. I'm Alex sorry Smith threw for 121 yards the it's- entire game if you take out his best play. I'm with, I'm, I'm with Breach. I mean, this isn't Andy Dalton's fault. And by the way, I'm not Andy Dalton at all. I just I'm just saw- saying, let's not act like... Andy Dalton without Zach Martin and Cameron Irving was going to win this game. I, well, issue, more importantly, the let's, talk the NFC, let's talk about the NFC East and right, how right. we think this will play out. So, Breach, Breach, you think the Cowboys are going to win it? Who do you think is going to win it? I know you're talking the Cowboys. Uh, all right, here's the thing. Here's what I actually think. And I know the Cowboys now are not in a great spot at 3-8. and eight. Uh, If the Ravens play any more games this year, I have no idea if they will because apparently everybody on the team has COVID, including Lamar Jackson, because that's Dallas's next game. Uh, next Thursday, and if the Ravens play that and they have to play Sunday and Thursday, they're on a four-day break where the Cowboys have a whole week break. I think Baltimore wins that game, so we'll say they do. But then the Cowboys finish with the Bengals, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Giants. I read this schedule five minutes ago when I was explaining why they weren't going to be a nine-win team. They can't right, be By the way, the Ravens... Wait, no, they're not. They need to get to five wins, maybe six. Six. six is According the... to Adam Schefter, the Ravens will shut their facility... Until Monday at the earliest. I don't know how you play a game when you can't show up together. But anyway, go well, ahead, when, when you can't play a game on Sunday when you can't open your facility until Monday. And you can't, well, they might yeah. make them do the and, Zoom. And, and, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll, we'll call, 
Well, and we'll talk more Ravens after the break, along with the the Lions game. But um, I don't think I don't see how you can take the, the Cowboys here. Give right, me well, Washington or give me New York. I would say let's just go through every schedule real quickly and have a final record prediction. All okay. right, you, a couple minutes. You, so, how many wins do you have for the Cowboys? Just tell me that. Cowboys have three now. I think they get three more. I think they go three and so two over the next five. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Do you think they're going to beat the Bengals? Why would the Cowboys? Why would the Cowboys? Have you watched the Cowboys play? That's, yeah, they already beat the Andy Dory beat the Giants this season. Uh, they, they can beat the Bengals. Debo, that's Debo, two. Whoever that's you want, two. listeners, clip that because it's going to sound like this in four weeks. Oh, wait, the Cowboys will be three and three after they win tonight. <laughs> they have a path to nine wins. It's not yes. a difficult path. They yeah. still have. They were going to be three and three after they won that night. They still only have three wins. What on earth makes you think that the Cowboys are going to win three more games? Who are they beating? Brenton, what is your, I just told you, I, they're going to beat the Bengals. That's one. That's fine. They already beat the Giants once. I think they can beat the Giants. And then you just need one of three out of the Ravens, 49ers, and Eagles. I think they can do that. The Cowboys yeah. are going to finish, the Cowboys are going to win one more game. Okay. So you got them at four and 12. I'm writing, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking this one. That's fine. What do you have? Breach, you have to remember that Mike McCarthy is the coach, and that's a huge. So here's where I'm going. And dude, how many I, wins for the How many wins for the Cowboys, Wilson? It, it won't be. It'll be five or fewer. Um, I'm going with the Giants. I think the Giants number one. They have a coach in Joe Judge, who their players appear to be buying in. I've said this before. We talk about Matt Rule and their players buying in. They have. I think they have the same record right now. Maybe the, the Cardinal, the the Panthers shut out the, the Lions. Maybe they have one more win because of the, the buy. But the point is that those team, the, the players on the Giants, appear to be buying in. And and Joe Judge fired Mark Colombo, the offensive line coach. There were some uh, egregious reports. There was a fist fight. There was no fist fight. But I think that he is taking that team in the right direction. Wait, Ryan. So so, but what's their final record? What's the Giants' final record? They are getting to six wins. And before you say it, here is their schedule. They played yeah. the Bengals this week. That's a win at Seattle. No. Arizona, no. Cleveland. Yeah, they could beat Arizona. Okay. Well, well, you go next, Brent. I want to let Wilson finish. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland, yes. I think they win that game at Baltimore. I will say, eh, just because of the COVID situation. And they're going to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys stink. So they get to six wins. I think the first team to six wins this division. And I don't think the Eagles can get there because obviously if they get to six. They have the, 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 the tie advantage. I have the uh, Giants at six as well. I think they will beat the Bengals. They will beat the Cowboys and they will. Get one of the Cardinals or Browns at home. They'll catch one of those teams napping. They have to win one of four games. Out of I think the, I think they'll beat the Browns. That's a freebie upset for you because the Browns want to run the ball and the Giants are actually good against the run. The Giants. I have them at five and eleven. Here's the thing, Breach. You talk about the um. Cowboys. Right, oh, let's 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 get the other two teams out of respect to Debo. Okay, but let me say the Washington I, football team. Or not, they are at the Steelers. At, now remember, they already have four wins. That's a big deal. At the Steelers, at the 49ers, uh, Seahawks at home. Panthers at home at the Eagles. Five and 11. Oh, I, they're winning two more of those games. So you have at six and 10? I have, I have Washington at six and 10 with the chance. Actually, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and get greedy with Washington. I'm going to give them seven and 10. Seven and That's, nine, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think, I think they're going to get the, I think they'll get the 49ers, the Panthers and the Eagles. That's all very possible. I, I mean, that's all much more palatable than, than riding the Cowboys train at this point. Well, yeah. uh, what's your prediction, Wilson, for Washington? I think they get to five wins because I, I have the jump. I'm going to go on the here. same page here. All right. I have the Giants winning it. All right. Debo, is he paying attention now? Because we're about to go to the moment of truth. I've never been so frustrated in the football team. I've been all over the Carson Wentz Eagles bandwagon for months now, and I, I'm, I'm done. You yeah. have? The Cowboys will be 3-3 three three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, the worst part is that wasn't even the podcast. That was HQ and me trying to make a point. 
the, uh, that's back when we had to do that daily 18 show. The Eagles have the Seahawks at home. They're at the Packers. Saints at home, at the Cardinals, at the Cowboys, Washington at home. It is so let hard. Me, let me ask Debo. Is there six wins on the schedule, Debo? Probably not. Uh, I go back to saying after that Bengals tie, I said that they were going to win the division at six, nine, and one. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to stick to that. But, uh, I think they win the final two games. It's just in the next four. Can they, can they sneak out one and get to that six, nine, and one, which would beat the, the six and ten, obviously, but it's a tough road. Was the Browns game one of the most frustrating games you've watched? Yes. The weather there is tough. Yeah, but the pick six, as Breach pointed out, was one of the worst pick sixes we've seen in a while. Which, and no, and that was the difference in the game. It wasn't which, all Carson Wentz's fault. Carson Wentz is playing like a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. It's not all his fault. I understand that, but Doug he, Peterson's coaching like a. Remember when Doug? Remember when people were mad at Bleep McBleeperson for ranking uh Doug, uh, old Doug, in the in outside the top ten or like number eight? Even some of his coworkers were mad at him. I might be like twenty five right now. Who would you rather have, Doug Peterson or Matt Patricia? Doug Peterson. It's just, just a joke. <laughs> uh, Matt Patricia is going to be available, so you can have that option. Well, we're going to talk about Matt Patricia. Wait, wait. So I have I have the Eagles at five, ten, and one. Okay. All right. What do you guys so, have? Final prediction: I will take Washington to win the division, and I'm going to bet them tonight to win the division. I got the Giants, and Breach has the the Breach spots. Wait, Wilson, what's your record prediction for the Eagles? I think they get to the four wins. I don't think they're going to beat the Washington Ooh, football. Or, yeah, that's they one get more one win. more. Brenton, what was your final? Doug Peterson get fired at four? T- four and they, have like, they have four million injuries, so I don't know if he's going to get fired. Brenton, what's your Eagles prediction? Uh, I think they win their. Well, I can't have them beating Washington. I think they win two more games. So they get five, ten, five, and nine, I'm, and one. I know we're I know we're getting to a break here, but please tell me who else are they beating if they're beating the Cowboys and who who else? I, the Cardinals <laughs> and they'll the Cardinals uh, on the road. Okay. I I think they'll steal one of these next four games. They'll Larry, say, I, actually I actually I'll, you know who they're going to beat? The Seahawks on Monday night. Oh good. All right. Now, I don't that's think that's that, that a, crazy. I, I don't think that, that's, that's not that, that crazy. crazy. It's at home on Monday night. It's a must-win game. The entire world to be betting on the Seahawks. Russell, they can, they can get pressure on Russell Wilson. Okay, stop. Debo, what percentage chance do you have faith in in the Eagles winning that Seahawks game? Uh, the Seahawks have not been a good matchup during Doug's tenure, going you know from the start to last year with with Carson getting knocked out early. Uh, I'm not su- super confident in anything at this point. I feel like the Eagles have kept it close against the Seahawks, even when they've been clearly underdogs. They have three healthy starters. Like if Russ were playing for the for the Eagles, I would say maybe there's a chance. And this Eagles team with Russ as a starter would have five wins instead of three wins. It is a tough road to hoe, as my grandmother used but, to say. Debo, who do you think is going to win the division? I'm gonna say the Eagles six nine one. I'm not all right. So I like oh, it. So, the, oh. the six wins! Wow. There's we, four uh, of us on the podcast, all, and we all four have a different answer. Why don't we yeah, all put twenty? Why don't we all put twenty bucks on it? Let's do it. I already owe five hundred dollars for saying football team wrong. So why not? <laughs> That's true. Twenty bucks. Where, division you know, you know, you know, we, how about we make it even better? Bet twenty. Everybody has to bet twenty bucks on somebody else's team to win it all, and then the winner just gets that. Like gambling. I don't know what that Why don't means. we just, we just all, no, there's a pot of $80. Yeah. I get winner, Washington. I Ryan get gets the York, Giants. York, yeah. Yeah. Debo gets Philly and Breach, you get the Breach bots. I think, I think it's telling, mouth is Breach. I think it's telling that Breach doesn't want to bet on the Cowboys. I think it's very telling. <laughs> I'm in. Guys, I'm in. I got my right, 20 right, right here. 80, 80 bucks, 60 bucks. The, the winner gets $60 Venmoed or PayPal to him. 
at the conclusion. No, it, it has to be hand delivered, and then we have to cough on each other before we exchange money. Uh, well, I see that's Pete Prisco and I have two division bets. He ain't seeing that money until 2022. Sorry, Pete. Company policy can't travel. You don't have PayPal. You don't have Venmo, you old bag. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, will Matt Patricia be fired over a slice of turkey this evening? We'll tell you next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was a very radio-esque type of uh, type of tease, like, like a Mike Greenberg. Who's going to be the big loser? And uh, I will tell you next. Um, anyway, the Lions played a game. Like I said, I was changing a tire on the side of 40 for much of this. I didn't, I didn't, I honestly didn't watch a ton of, I, I, I do, I will say though, that I, I feel like I might soak up football games better listening on the radio. Is that weird? No, no because you're, you're paying, yeah, go. exactly. You're not able to tweet. You're not distracted by all the other things you're, you, cause you're distracted easily. So that, that works out. Yeah, don't, oh my God. Did you see that squirrel? Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> you're the, you're the outside. You're the dog and up <laughs> squirrel. No, I just feel like when I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to a game, I start to, I mean, like you really start to picture it and you're, and you, it's almost better than seeing it on TV. Look, man, I listen to 40 podcasts a week now because I drive so much and I am very laser focused in because you're sort of, you know, you know how to drive at this point in your life. So you're just focused in on what you're hearing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and, um, uh, actually I was going to say the only other, the only other time, the time I remember just putting down my phone for the entirety of a sporting event. Which is just hard to do. Like putting, not messing with your computer, not looking at Twitter, anything was the, uh, game, whatever was it was. Debo, was it game six or game seven? Had to be game seven of the Warriors Cavs, right? I would imagine. Yeah. The one it was that up went- against game of, the Game of Thrones, a Game of Thrones season finale. I was like, I ain't having somebody ruin this because I had to get off a Steph Curry tweet. So and it was like one of the best sport. I mean, it just goes to show you Twitter is awful and it's sporting events are much better when you just consume them. <laughs> And the fact that it's been two and a half years since you last did that tells you how addictive being on social media is. For sure. And, you know, it's my job, but 
whatever. No, uh, being on social media is not your job. No. Maybe CBS, CBS Sports HQ could stop tagging me in all the tweets. 41-25, Texans took the Lions to the woodshed as Tony Romo and Jim Nance started to kind of hint at the idea that Romeo Cornell and the Houston Texans could get back into the playoff hunt. I don't see the path personally, but I do feel like the Texans have a little bit of something going right now. Deshaun Watson is playing awesome football. 17 to 25, 318 yards, four touchdowns. Will Fuller, look, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. This is for me. Okay. That is for me, Will. F- and look, I love Will Fuller. I told everybody on the preview podcast, RJ White and I did, to hammer Will Fuller overs. It was 73 and a half receiving yards. He had six catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. My man went nuts. And uh, yes, he'd be a nice weapon for the Packers right now. But more importantly, what? he was a great weapon for Deshaun Watson. And he 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 went he went he went huge. And the Texans just obliterated the Lions. Detroit wanted to keep it close. Stafford threw a pick six to J.J. Watt. Then uh, somebody fumbled. I, I can't remember who fumbled. Uh, they carry on Johnson and Jamal Williams both had a fumble. Twice back to back. They fumbled back to back. Interception, pump, fumble, fumble. I believe so. Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams. Uh, you said the Packers out Jamal Williams. They fumbled, or, or they turned the ball over on three of their first four drives. The Lions. Right. Inconceivable. And, Inconceivable. So a lot of the conversation on Twitter, because you were driving and changed tire, Brenton, is is where where should Matthew Stafford end up next year as a quarterback? And you know, there were like the Colts were were one example. Uh the Steelers got a got a name check. Um I'm trying to think where else got name checks. But the point is that it makes sense that whoever's coming in next, whether it's GM coach and or both, might want to move up from Stafford. They'll have a top five pick, they'll draft a quarterback and, and then start over. And a lot of the angst from Lions fans, including our buddy Michael David Smith, who's been a longtime Lions fan, is that why we didn't do this a year ago, why we wasted the and they they have wasted a year. Bringing back Sta- uh excuse me, bringing back Patricia, bringing back Dan Quinn, the the or um what's his name? Uh, Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. Me. I mean the reality is you have to blow everything up. And but the the, the the issue is why why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? This isn't changing and of course um, Reggie Bush actually tweeted, rehire my guy, Jim Caldwell. Hey, uh, Wait, do you so run on Reggie Bush's Twitter account? Or are you his social media guy, Ryan? No, someone added me on Twitter and said, Hey, gave me the, uh, googly eyes emoji and said, Look at this. Oh, you got it too, Breach. Ryan Wilson, John Breach. Uh, I got added a lot of tweets in this game, which I don't even get to bring up because Brenton already apologized for. I, I got at least eight tweets that said, Does, Is Brenton watching? You need to make sure Brenton's watching because Will Fuller's going off. Well, yes, the you. nice thing with the Will Fuller thing. So, uh, first of all, um, I took Will Fuller's over receiving yards. So that was great. I have Will <laughs> Fuller on every fantasy team. So that was fantastic. And, um, my buddy Garrett demanded that we do a parlay over a Thanksgiving parlay. And it was originally going to be Detroit, Washington and Pittsburgh with the option of, you know, you buy out and hedge out with, with the Baltimore, uh, with the, with the Baltimore money line, if you win the first two. So he had, and I'm playing him in fantasy. My team stinks and he's trying to make the playoffs and I have Will Fuller. So not only am I making him look like a total moron for taking the Lions money line, but it's because Will Fuller is going bananas on him. And I texted him and was like, I took the, you know, I hope you took the over on the Will Fuller receiving yards. Like I told you to. He's like, I did not take it. 
And as a result, his, uh, his football watching Thanksgiving was completely ruined by Will Fuller. So I actually enjoyed the Will Fuller explosion. Although I agree, he would be great with the Packers. I think the Packers are fine without him. Th- that's not the point. Bill Barnwell, I was on his podcast, uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday. And he asked a great question. Would you rather it, the, the Lions and Texans both clean house? Who would you rather, who, and they're hiring one of us. They're hiring you. Who would you rather, which job would you rather have? The Texas job or the Lions job? Well, I have Deshaun Watson. That's it. That's good enough for me. I, I need a franchise quarterback. I, I know the draft picks suck. I'll figure it all out, but I have Deshaun Watson. So Houston. All right. Look, give me one second because I'm, I'm checking the salary cap availability. We know that the Texans salary cap. I said Lions. Is. Yeah. Let me find out with the Lions. I don't trust Jack Easterby. And the lack of the, the salary cap is a mess in Houston. They don't have any draft picks. They overpaid Larry Tunsil. Will Fuller, your boy, is a free agent, so you either got to give him top five wide receiver money, or you let him walk for a third round pick. Lions, the Lions have thirteen point seven uh, scheduled to be available in twenty twenty one, and oh. the Texans have negative ten. That's Jeez. funny. That's that's based on a one hundred and seventy six million dollar salary cap. Those numbers are from overthecap.com. Oh, cause, cause, um, spot track is a little different. They have, um, the Lions at 20. Well, they haven't accounted for the reduced salary cap. Yeah. Cause the Lions only have about a million in cap space while the, the, um, Texans have negative 14 million. But it, that, I mean, I, I imagine when you account for what the thing's talking about, maybe that's the same. I, I think I'm leaning towards the Texans because again, Deshaun Watson. And I was actually thinking about this during the game. If you're the Texans and you get a new coach, a new GM or whatever, would you trade Deshaun Watson for three first round picks? No, I would think about it. Because I would consider to, it depends on the team. Because I'm trying to, and let's say they're middle of the round, you know, fifteen ish type picks. No, three of those. Because I'm is that because I don't think that's enough to fix everything that ails that team. And I think you can you just have to cut a bunch of players, keep Deshaun Watson. Let, and, let's say let's say the Jaguars finish with the second overall pick, and and even though it's the same division, I would trade him to the Jaguars for three first round picks. So like if there were picks two. 10 and 17. I don't know. know. Sean Watson's really good. That's the thing. I I think I would take the Texans despite all the other headaches because you you can. The Lions should offer Matthew Stafford and two first round picks for Watson. Yeah. I I, I think Matthew Stafford, he's good. He's not great. And he's been good. Wrong side of his career. But he's always been good, not great. And a lot of that's just. Uh, He's been, he was playing the MVP level last year. Stafford. The thing is, like, the Lions, we all agree that they're not a good football team, right? And <laughs> no. the Texans, a good, the Lions haven't been a good football team in forty years. And then we all agreed the Texans got screwed over on the schedule where they had to open with the Chiefs, Ravens, the Steelers. Pretty much everyone was predicting them to start zero and three. So at that point, you have no margin for error. And you look at their losses. You know that ten seven loss to the Browns. That's a game they could have won. They it's lost in, the- in horrific weather, impossible the, weather. The crazy overtime loss to the Titans uh, that they probably should have won. And then they lost to the Vikings by one score, and they lost to the Steelers by one score. So you're talking about uh, they're like the Chargers, except they actually win a couple games instead of you know rarely ever winning. So they're on the cusp of being good. I don't feel like that for the Lions. I feel like the Lions are on the cusp of yes. being bad for the ever. And that has everything everything to do with their coach. Yes. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Well, I can't actually breach that the opposite. Mike McCarthy goes to Detroit and goes, "My God, that guy can't coach." Yeah. It's um, 
Yeah. They have to fire Patricia and Quinn, right? I yeah, mean, but, I mean, the, do you have to, to fire them now? I don't know if it matters. Does it matter? No, 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 I think you wait till the end of the year. Remember our girl Stoney, Stoney, my Martha Stoney Firestone Ford, she uh, ceded control to her daughter, who is now the president chairman. And I just don't think if it's your first time running an NFL team like that, that you just can. Your and that is Sheila Ford Hamp. That is her, the owner's name right now. Hamp. Let me, let me ask you this. Hamp, and how did he land into this fortune? Let me ask you this, though. What if um, Steve Hamp. it's clear as the owner or whoever's calling the shots right now that the, the locker room, the players are not, they've had it. Like, you know, you we, we talked about speculation and reports that the people were drinking champagne last week. <laughs> or just or basic, like watching Matt Patricia. <laughs> that they, it doesn't make sense for him to be there any longer. It's like, you know, you have a boss who's doing a terrible job. Why keep him around for another month? Like, does it make sense on that level to no, get rid of him? And Wilson, I agree with you there because I think the opposite of what Brenton said, where if I'm the new owner, I want to say, hey, look, this is my football team. I can do whatever I want. I'm not my mom. And uh, I know she let Matt hang around with these bad losses and uh, guys out drinking mimosas, but right. I don't do that. And we have 10 days till our next game. So bye. Honestly, when he gets fired on Friday or Saturday, I think we just have Wilson record the entire emergency podcast by himself. That's, that's fine. Um, I, w- I will just say that if you're going to fire Matt Patricia, you're also firing Bob Quinn. So do you want to fire Matt Patricia and then give Bob Quinn four months to make excuses and try to figure stuff out? What did, what did the Falcons do? all the time. Romeo Cornell is about to get the Texans job. No, he's not. What did the Falcons do? They fi- fire, but that, that, I'm fine with that. If you're going to fire Matt Patricia, fire Bob Quinn at the same time. I would also say this. I don't think anyone on planet Earth would argue with me and people on other planets as well. Thomas Mitroff did a – Four billion percent better job than Bob Quinn has done. Yes, he, he lost his job because of the last year and a half, two years. Yes. Right? Yeah. So what? What do we? Bob Quinn's Bob like, who's he drafted? Uh, it hasn't yes. worked out. Four of his last top picks in the first two rounds have been SEC running backs. Yeah. What are we doing, Bob? It hasn't worked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good at all. Somebody look, not great, Bob. Who's his best pick? Right. Frank Ragnow. That's a, that wasn't a bad pick. And here, here's the thing, like DJ Hawkinson was a good pick. Oh yeah, Hawkinson was a good he pick. He didn't do anything. Last hey, they year. ran a trick play day. Let's give him credit for that. Hawkinson, Hawkinson had like a Hawkinson, 51 Hawkinson, yard. Hawkinson's a stud. Yeah, but he didn't necessarily blow the doors off anything last year. Not not his fault, but yeah, whatever. Top ten pick. I would take TJ Hawkinson with the top ten. And by the way, Breach, you didn't bring it up. We already went past. You didn't talk about the Puerto Rico play. I know. I was about to say. Speaking of trick plays, let's give a quick quick shout out to Washington. For running the annexation of Puerto Rico, stealing oh, from the Little the, Giants playbook. Wait, was that the touchdown um, on the flea flicker? No, it was just like a ten yard gain for Washington. Uh, uh, Alex Smith took a snap from under center, but like very quietly, no one moved, and he scooted over and handed it to the running back under his legs. It, I mean, it was just a crazy now, play. You Everyone, know that you know that they ran that in Carolina under Ron Rivera, right? Yeah, yeah. His apparently, first, Ron Rivera is a huge Little Giants fan. His first Obviously. season there. This goes back to why I'm fine with two Thanksgiving games. I don't catch enough of them. Like, it bugs me that I'm like. You're driving all over the place fixing tires. Well, I mean, but I, I want to watch, settle in and watch the football and, and do work. Last year, not that I wanted my son to get sick, but he had a cold, so we had to go home. And um, I sat up in my office and watched football for six hours. It was great. Because I like, work hard in case anybody walks down here. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh. All right. What else? So anyway, yeah, I mean, that's how bad this game was and how meaningless it was for these two teams that we're just talking about the future of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. 
Um, instead, let's pivot really quickly to the Ravens and Steelers, the game that should have taken place on on Thursday night, did not because everyone in Baltimore has COVID, including Lamar Jackson, who tested positive for COVID. The Ravens, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, have decided to close their facility until Monday. That's problematic because their game against the Steelers, originally scheduled for uh, Thursday night, was moved to Saturday, to Sunday afternoon at 1.15 p.m. on NBC, which was kind of exciting and thrilling because that's a, the first time a game has ever been played at 1.15? Preach? Maybe? Yeah, it's only 15 minutes off the 1 o'clock window. I think they just I know, it was get... weird that it was going to like kick off 15 minutes later. I mean, honestly, I thought they should have kicked it off at like noon Eastern time to give it its really own window. You know, you don't want to go before noon because that's a little bit too crazy, but I think – that would have put everyone in the country watching the first half. And those are two good teams. And NBC would have gotten huge numbers for at least the first half. And then maybe people tune out to watch their own regional game for the second half. Uh, I thought what 115 was a weird choice. You couldn't do four because the Ravens have to play on Thursday. But no, I, and I don't think CBS, the, all the, you have to take in the national rights and, and CBS has a double header with Chiefs Buccaneers. So it's, you can't put a game there for the same reason you can't run a game on Monday night while the ESPN game is going on, you had to run it before. Yeah, but I would guess, I would guess that because we did, because ESPN let us do, I, I think CBS probably was going to have to throw the NFL bone. Let me ask you guys this. Um, After we, they ran, they let us do Bill's Chiefs on Monday afternoon. Yeah. I, I, I but then we also had a game Tuesday. That's how not you, like a. All right. L- listen, I'm talking. How do you feel about the. <laughs> The Steelers fans. This is how we end up with the, the, the reviews who are like, how do you keep these children in line? And also, Wilson drinking is way more assertive. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, it's the old man who gets home from work and can't stand the kids fighting. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. So how do you feel about this? As Steelers fans have been complaining, and, and on some level I think rightly so, that the Steelers have followed all the rules and they've now been screwed twice. First was the Titans game. They'd move it back three weeks. Their, their bias haven't pushed up to week four, whenever it was. And now the Ravens, uh, again, both teams have not followed the protocols. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. Uh, is there any sympathy for the Steelers plight? If I'm a Steelers I, fan. Well, but it's not just the Steelers fans. It's like uh, we saw somebody put in Slack. Eric Ebron's like, yo, I'm trying to drink this dank ass bottle of, uh, 1942. What is 19? Juju was angry at the at the time. Juju the was angry. Game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say I would say that I don't. I think there would be a lot more sympathy for the Steelers if they were six and four. If they had the record the Bengals had, uh, excuse me, the, the well, Ravens and, had. That, and that's what I was going to say is that if I'm a Steelers fan, I actually love this because it seems like it's adding a chip to their shoulder, and it's kind of have, it's hard to have a chip on your shoulder and you're ten and zero because you're beating everybody. But all of a sudden, hey, look, these guys aren't happy about it. This makes them want to crush the other team for being. Whatever reason, you know, somebody messed up there. And with the Ravens, apparently it was their strength and conditioning coach based on, uh, reports from NFL media who wasn't following rules and <laughs> he was not reporting symptoms and not consistently wearing a mask or tracking device, which may have contributed to the team's rash of COVID-19 cases. Uh, that is from Tom Pelissero. So you have literally the strength and conditioning coach who's around everyone. And if he has it, he's giving it to everyone. And that's and, just insane. And for where is. The, cause the NFL was coming out fast and furious against the Titans. They were ready to investigate Tennessee, but they didn't punish him at the end of the day. I know, but I want, I want go, go. I get the Ravens punish this guy, but if you're Baltimore, the oversight there to allow this guy not to do that, like, why do you know 
because my dad asked me that. He's like, what are the protocols? I was like, well, I mean, you know, very, you know, the NFL has strict policies. They've enhanced it over the last few weeks, but you know, ultimately it's down to the teams. Like the teams have to have a setup where it's like, Hey, listen, everybody's buying in. This guy's clearly a, a, a you know, a, 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 what do they call it? A, a scamdemic truther who doesn't think he needs to be wearing this. Brace well, to me, to me, for legal purposes, we're not sure what his thoughts are on the matter. If but you're he, not wearing the tracker and you're not doing all that stuff and, and you're, you're, not, you're not reporting symptoms, that's the biggest issue because if right. you're, if you have a cough that you didn't have, it, maybe it's the flu, maybe it's COVID, but if it's COVID, you need to get tested right away and find out because this is way more contagious than anything else. And if you give it to the players, you're, this guy could literally single-handedly tank this season if the Ravens can't contain this outbreak. If they have to cancel the Cowboys game, uh, they play the Cowboys in week 13 on Thursday because that's only four days after Sunday. So if they cancel the Steelers game, then the Cowboys game, now you're talking about week 18 has to happen. Now you're talking about the playoffs have to be expanded to eight teams because the Ravens are one of those teams that are in playoff contention who cannot be short a game. Uh, or, I mean, it, or you just say, sorry, and you screwed up. Or yeah, bit both, and that's how the Cowboys get in the playoffs. Yes. Here's the thing. And, that, and that would, that's a plot twist. So, so, <laughs> that, would be basic, that is such a breach thing to do. That's, uh, our, walk our, you our into buddy, the trap. My, my, uh, a good friend, Mark Sessler, who does the Around the NFL podcast is, uh, prone to making, um, world ending conclusions, like predict, like prediction, or like, he'll be like, a game will be canceled because of a natural disaster. That's like bre- breach is like the Ravens will test so positive for COVID that the NFL will ultimately force them to cancel the game, forfeit the game. The Cowboys will win that game. And of course the Cowboys will steal one more. Therefore the Cowboys will win the division. Let me, let me throw this at you. Uh, a, a couple things. Um, Debo, Debo, Slack chats. We can wrap. Yeah. It's time to get out <laughs> here. I got guests waiting for me. Um, I don't, I think fairness goes out the window during the pandemic year. So the Steelers could feel slighted, but it doesn't matter. The sure. idea is to get all the football games in and the, in the NFL's office trying to do that. Breach, explain this. I don't understand this, and maybe it's just because I, I've had a few glasses of wine. Phil Yates tweeted this uh, 12 minutes ago, uh, and you, you're the schedule guy, so you understand it. A look-ahead idea for the NFL to consider in Week 13. Move the Steelers-Washington game from Sunday up to Thursday while pushing the Ravens-Cowboys game from Thursday to Sunday. With Baltimore out of the facility until at least Monday. This buys time for the NFL. Does that assume that the Steelers Ravens still play? I don't understand that tweet. That is not clear at all, but he is saying that Washington would have a week off so they could play Thursday and that, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I would assume it's that the, the game's canceled Sunday because you would be hosing the Steelers over even more if you. Delay their game. They lost their bye against the Titans. They're losing their 10-day mini-bye following Thursday game. So if if the game Ravens-Steelers was not canceled, and you assume that was going to play Sunday, and now you're asking Pittsburgh to also play Thursday against Washington four days later, I mean, Mike Tomlin would start murdering people if this <laughs> was the plan. So I have to think that this assumes the game would be canceled. Now, I've got the a Ravens-Steelers uh, game. I've got a pretty off-the-wall idea here. Oh, boy. It's pretty insane, but it, it just might work. If you're the Steelers, you find out what the NFL wants to do with the Ravens game. If they're like, they can't play it, we're moving it to week 18, you forfeit the game. The Steelers do. The Steelers forfeit the game. They say, we don't, we don't care. Give Baltimore the win. Yeah. Give Baltimore the win. Keep the schedule the same. We'll take the L. Now we're 10 and 1. Although the only problem there is that you could end up losing the number one seed because the Chiefs would win the tiebreaker. If you do the forfeit, it has to be under the assumption that we're going to do eight eight game eight teams in the playoffs because that way you get the other second second bye. 
Because I think there are two there'd buys. Be no buys. There'd be no buys. No buys. Oh, yeah, so that doesn't work then. You, you uh, and you know what's crazy, it's though? a huge advantage to have the only buy. But also, if you have a week 18 and say Steelers-Ravens is the only game, that means the Chiefs get a buy even though they didn't earn one. Like, all the AFC and NFC playoff teams now get a buy, and the Steelers don't get the buy that they earned for getting number one seed, which would screw them over. I mean, this it's Although, insane. I mean, at that point, but, but then you're like, in week 18, do you rest – you rest everybody, and you're basically forfeiting the Ravens anyway. Right. You're getting screwed in week four. But if the Chiefs can still get the number one seed, you can't take that rest against the Ravens. But, so to answer your original question, Ryan, yes, I have sympathy for the Steelers. They have done everything right. They have been the, they have the best record in football so far. They have played exceptional football for most of, most of the season. They have stolen a few wins, sure, but that's part of football. And they don't. They don't deserve to have these games and their buys and everything else keep getting moved because rogue ass teams like the, the Ravens and the Titans keep letting stuff happen. Like get your that. house in order, guys. The, the Ravens, it shouldn't be the Steelers getting punished for this. It, it should be the Ravens and Titans. Like I, if I, I will say this, the NFL in terms of PR scandals welcomes this conversation because remember Ray Rice, remember the, the officials, the, the, the scab officials blowing that the, the Green Bay game. Uh, remember, uh, the, the, the New Orleans Rams debacle in the playoffs. Like this is nothing. This is like getting a, a, a pimple. Like they don't care that they can handle this. And it's at the end of the day, it's only uh, one team, maybe two sure. teams. It's well, I mean, I, was, I mean, it's sort of like, so my, my mother-in-law, um, got sick or was like had a cold and cough before Thanksgiving. And went to the doctor and he's like, listen, you need to get a, a law. She did a quick COVID test negative. He's like, he's like, he, I mean, I, I know you, or she's she, the doctor. She was like, she was like, I know you're not going to like to hear this. You need to get a long test. You need to quarantine for 10 days until you get the results back. So we had to cancel Thanksgiving at my in-laws. She wasn't thrilled about it. Suffice to say, but she got the test back negative. She, she's not sick. It's great. And, but she, I, my point is she's the Steelers in this analogy. And now she can come over week 18. Right. We'll hang out in week 18. Yeah. But I do think if you're the Steelers, you have to think about doing something. Plus, you can get that L out of the way without actually having to play football and lose. I think Breach's point is a good one. Like, the Steelers will use it as motivation. But the problem becomes, if it gets pushed to week 18, then either, you can look at it any way you want. You're screwed because the, every other team is getting a bye, and the Ravens aren't getting a bye, and they're not going to the playoffs anyway. If you go 16-0 and and actually lose the buy you were supposed to get. <laughs> that would be so tough. Um, all right, let's get out of here. I'm, I'm pretty sure this podcast ran longer than it was supposed to go. Debo, Debo, um, I'm not sure, you know, you were out, uh, doing some stuff, but I'm not sure if you caught the time of it. I feel like we did a pretty good job of managing it. Although the Thursday night recap may have gone 45 minutes. Yeah. I noticed Sunday might have been. Nearing in on two hours, but yeah, we well, got out in one fifty. That's pretty good for no regulation. No list. Debo, right? Yeah, right. Oh my god, the pick show, which will be out tomorrow. It was, it, it was, it was so painfully revealing how, uh, like it was like a, it was like a, uh, Back to the Future. This is what your life was like professionally before Debo, right? Like I was okay. like, uh, RJ's like, is there a Zoom? Do you have a, a rundown? And I was like, well, I, hold on, I'm getting it together. And I'm just stumbling through these games. I don't think I even sent Debo the, the, the MP3 for that. 
Have I? N- no, I was I was going to say typically, you know, we we tease that coming out at 10 a.m. tomorrow, but I don't know if I can make that promise based on what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess, man. Um, All right, wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Bible. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.